0: Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by the amazing Michael J. Russ, who keeps me on point and uh, constantly inspires me with so many wonderful things. So I want to say welcome to you, Michael, and uh, I really appreciate all that you, you put forth towards the show and all the inspiration. It's just really delightful. You get my mind thinking in so many different ways, and I hope the audience is equally inspired. So um,
1: We yeah, are I'm each other's views. Well. That's how I like to put it.
0: It is so true. <laughs> when the cats are. aren't in the room, right? We are. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah, it yeah you, you get so, it. so true. Yeah. So true. Community. Yeah. No, it's amazing. So Michael sent me a, an article to, to peruse, and I found this quote that I just absolutely loved, and it was by this woman becca lee and it said the purpose of this glorious life is not simply to endure it but to soar to stumble and flourish as you learn to fall in love with existence we were born to live my dear not to merely exist and I just i thought oh my gosh i love this to soar to stumble and flourish and and i think that no matter where we are in our lives um you know, we, you know, we, when we're, we're born, we're little kids, we experience the world. There's lots of amazing things to, to discover. And I think that's the key to continue through that every single day and to practice and to find those things that help you flourish and help to bring you joy. And, uh, so I would, um, I'd love to hear because there was something specific, Michael, that inspired you on this topic, and I'd lo- I'm would i just going to let you you kind of kick it off because um, I have lots to say, but I, I'd love for you to sort of drive this show and, and see what was inspiring you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, it's uh, hobbies. Hmm. I, you know, when we're young, we had the ability to, in the time, uh, because we're not trying to earn a living. Uh, and pay for a life, we have a lot of time to be creative and to be curious uh, about ourselves and life. And we have a tendency, I I don't believe a that we engage in any activity by accident. It, I, in my view, it comes because we, we engage in an activity because we somehow are exposed to it. Maybe we have a predisposition for, for whatever it is, whatever that activity is, we've, we've been drawn to it, you know, law of, of attraction or maybe soul attraction to it. Um, so you go out and maybe you uh, join a soccer team or you join a football team, or a baseball team, or whatever, and then you find out that you've got an inclination for playing. You've got you've got the ability to to uh, engage in whatever it is in a, in a positive way. It brings you joy. It brings you a sense of satisfaction. Um, same thing for like playing guitar or picking up, you know, hitting a piano key and find out finding out that you that you enjoy it. Or crafts, or drawing, or art, whatever it may be, sculpting art. You, you really, as a, in your youth, uh, you develop these little hobbies that you have for yourself, and sometimes you, you step into them fully. Other times you just kind of bounce from thing to thing, enjoying them, but not really so much so that you want to uh, engage in it, for, uh, it, it at depth let's put it that way, at depth, where you want to really get into it and learn all the nuances, etc. But you, you've enjoyed it. As we, as we age and progress and we get into school and, and you have to study and make grades and, and you have to somehow create some sort of life plan for yourself, a lot of these things go by the wayside. And my point to people is that we need to revisit some of the things that we enjoyed as in our youth, let's say, uh, things that brought us a sense of satisfaction. I have uh, my, my uh, girlfriend's uh, sister-in-law is into scrapbooking. She's got a big scrapbooking business, and it turns out that there are lots of people around the world who scrapbook. So she has this big event that she put together about five years ago that's just growing and growing and growing exponentially in, in, at Disney World in Orlando. Every well, how fun. Oh yeah, she does this thing, and people come from all over the world. It's like two hundred and forty, two hundred and fifty people now from all over the world come to Disney That's World. Incredible! These are women. These are women, by the way. There's no men scrapbooking. This is all women, um, and they're they're scrapbooking. They come for a, for for four or five days of scrapbooking, and she has this beautiful contemporary hotel uh, uh, ballroom. Um, they have three meals a day. They're in there. It's open. The room is open 24 hours, and you so <laughs> can come, come and go, meet people, scrapbook, come to eat a meal, share, get some fellowship, some connection with other people from around the world, and you basically share uh, a hobby that is, is uh, close to your heart, right? And it's a fantastic success, and it keeps growing, like I said, exponentially every year. That's just one example. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, people go on golf trips. They, they, people organize golf trips. Um, I've been on a golf trip to Malaysia not once but twice, where other golfers from around the world came, and we we, we descended upon Kuala Lumpur, and and there was a, an organization that organized golf, you know, five five six days of golf, the morning and afternoon, and then we get together, we eat breakfast, and then we, we stay in the same hotel and everything. So it, it's the the key. I play the drums. People play music, and what I tell people is. That the most important thing in life for you is to remain connected to those things that make you feel good about life. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what this is about. What makes you feel good about life? Identify it. If it's a hobby, if it's something that you like engaging to every once in a while, engaging in every once in a while, and you you uh, find yourself not doing it, that you haven't done it in a while uh, because you got busy with life. Understand that. Those things that make you feel good about life bleed, those feelings bleed into everything else that you do. They just spill over into everything. And so mm-hmm. I love golf and I'd never give it up. I, it doesn't mean I have to play four times a week. Um, I would love to play three times a week. However, it's not important to. I look forward to it. I go out. I play. I I enjoy the nuance, every nuance of the game, mental through the physical, and I, it, it makes me feel absolutely alive when I'm out in the elements playing in nature. right? So I like golf courses everywhere. People say, what's, what's your favorite golf course? The next one, the next one I play that mm-hmm. I've never played before, that's my favorite course. I don't lament about what happened in the past. I've played some awesome courses and I have great memories. However, golf is about what you're doing now. It's a game where you have to be in the moment. You're forced to be in the moment, like most hobbies, right? If you're somebody who likes to do stained glass, um, it's meditative to, to do that. It's creative. It's meditative. It's inspirational. It's, uh, it, it makes you feel, again, alive, and it, it lets you know. It, it actually it gives you a sense of satisfaction because it's something you do, something you know mm-hmm. you can do at whatever level. You don't have to be expert. You could just be a beginner, whatever, whatever. Pay attention to the feelings that you get from whatever it is you engage in. Some people like gardening. You go out in the garden and you create it, you get a sense of satisfaction from working with the soil, having your hands in the soil, making sure that you're, um, that you're taking a plant from, from a small little uh, seedling or baby thing to, to something big that flowers or that looks beautiful or whatever. You have a garden you can look at and it brings you a tremendous sense of satisfaction. Some people like woodwork. You know, so they mm-hmm. do home projects and they do this and they do that. I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to doing that. If I have to figure a way out of a, you know, uh, Jimmy Jack something at the barn, then I uh, I figure out how to do it and I have fun doing it and I have a tremendous sense of satisfaction. I tell my girlfriend all the time, I could have been a great carpenter had I moved into that direction. But you can only have so many hobbies, and I already have a lot of them. So it's one of those things where you can engage in every once in a while or. You know, I have a, a drum set sitting next to my desk. I can I can play those and and uh, engage in that and perfect that skill. I've got a golf course outside my back door. I can do that. It can go to the beach and take a walk on the beach, or even. Mm-hmm. Clean the beach if that's something that I want to do. Engage and take a plastic bag and a picker and 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 have fun walking, enjoying the water and the sand on my feet and my toes, and clean the beach as well. Um, there are a lot of things that we can do. The the point is not to let your hobbies go to waste. Don't let them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, sit. Don't let them be undone. Don't don't let them them be something that you just forget about because. They have a place, a valid place in your life, and in terms of your feelings. So, and and when it comes to being healthy and living a long life, there's a gentleman I just saw. I just saw uh, he was a gentleman who was one of the partners and founders of PayPal. Uh, no, he wasn't a founder of PayPal. He had a business that he sold to PayPal about five years ago, five or ten years ago. And he got like $800 million for selling this business. Wow. And the story, the story on the news about him or this this magazine story was about how he's into longevity. Now, he's only 46 years old. Uh, however, he has completely, he's, he's, his life And time is absorbed by things that can help him stay young. I mean, he's got medical contraptions. He's got exercise contraptions. He's got um, uh, a mask with light. He's got got the the table with red light, the infrared light. He's got all these things. And he designs his entire day around doing things that help him and his body inside and out. Remain Young, Turning Back the Aging Mm -hmm. Process. And I'm watching the show astounded by the fact that he's doing all these things. and, And two things came to mind. Number one, when is he connecting with people? That was the first question. The second question is, what is his motivation behind doing this? Because I was told by somebody much smarter than myself that your motivation for doing something is everything. And my question, if he was standing in front of me, is would be, are you doing this out of fear or worry that you will age? Or are you doing this because it's fun? Because nothing about his demeanor looked like he was having fun, except when he talked about food. <laughs> He, he, no, he talked about food. He says, the, the, what's, the, what's the, the absolute. I mean, he's, he literally went to all the, the, the top people in the world and, like, he took bits and pieces of everything and put it together. And his whole day is he spends six hours a day doing this stuff.
0: Wow. He, so he, there was it, no it, it, joy in it. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm going, like, where's the joy in dragging this, you know, uh, 100-pound weight backwards, you know, by your pool? And. You know he says, "Well, he gets to meditate when he puts the mask on when he wakes up. he puts this light mask on he says that i I use that you know I meditate with this thing on. I can engage in some meditation i said that 's great, but it's like connection, joy um and you know mainly connection we 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 had a show we talked about the 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 power of connection in terms of staying young in terms of living longer mm-hmm. and it's like I wanted to ask this. They didn't cover any of this. What's your attitude? What's your feeling about you? What makes you happy? What 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 is it that, that, that brings you a, self, a a sense of satisfaction? And where's your connection with people? You know, who are you yeah. connecting with? Who do you get together with to laugh with and and to uh, to cry with on occasion and to uh, to to just have fun with? You know, it. it the, what what are your hobbies? And maybe this whole thing is maybe one big hobby for him. It was. And he literally sat there at the end of it, and he said, "My body, my organs in my body, are I've got the organs of a twenty-year-old," because he gets tested like twice
0: a week. I know somebody who's very much like that. That's I'm laughing. I'm just yeah, I find it so fascinating because twice a week. I think, Can you imagine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, got doctors tracking all his progress, but he wants to be the human experiment. And I'm going, that's great and everything, except for.
0: Yeah, you you're fun missing doing out. It? Yeah, you having fun doing it? Yeah, maybe he does. You never know. You never know what it yeah. is. I think, and I think that's sometimes you, like you were you were saying that, there he's so busy doing all these other things, he's missing out on what's right in front of him, right in front yeah, of him. The question is, is, they here now. I don't yeah, know. They didn't. They maybe. didn't cover
1: it. They didn't. They didn't focus on uh, on that aspect of. Of his life, they just focused on all these technical things he was doing uh, to beat the aging process. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was kind of joking because I said with my girlfriend, I said, "He's dyeing his hair with henna. <laughs> He's forty-six. His hair had a reddish tinge to it. You know the, 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 right? the, the, when you when you dye your hair with the, the store-bought uh, hair dyes, they're they're made of henna." Is the is the dye so you can you can tell somebody who is who who is uh, he's not going to a stylist to have his hair colored naturally he's using henna not that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. I'm simply saying you know if if what he's doing is working and I've been told by a couple of people again smarter than myself when it talks about this if you're putting the right nutrients in your body and you've got the right mindset and you're doing all the things you can actually turn your hair back to your normal color.
0: Yes, you can. Mm-hmm.
1: So my question is, then why is he coloring his hair to look younger as well? You know, I'm more like, if everything's working, then and it would. And if not, you know that, you know, maybe something's off or whatever it was. It, there was a bit of vanity in there with regard to, to, uh, to everything that he was doing. I mean, it's like, I plan on living to be 100, I don't know, 110, 120. What the heck? I'm I'm enjoying life, having a good time.
0: You do enjoy life, things, yeah, and,
1: and, and participating yeah. in things that I want to participate in, and and the like, and helping people, being of service to people. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, no, you know, you're <laughs> right. You about know, well,
0: think, Michael, good. you you know you're, you're talking about you know really how do you make a positive impact on your own life? And we don't really think about that. We're like, okay, well, I can make an impact by volunteering here. I can do that. But when you really think about it, you know, and create an awareness when you wake up in the morning and you think, what can I do for myself today to bring myself a little bit more joy? And I, there was uh, something that I read not that long ago, and they said, write yourself a thank you note on your fanciest stationery. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's a brilliant idea. Like, what do you What are you thankful to yourself for? What did you do that you bettered yesterday or, or or even, you know, what you're drawn to? And I thought, you know, that's a simple way to really make a practice or an awareness of what it is. And then, like you said, if you have, you know, somebody who, who and I've heard this from people, all, you know, I'm just so bored. <laughs> like, well, you don't have something that you enjoy doing. So if maybe perhaps it's about making a list of identifying what it is that you enjoy doing. Or if you've forgotten about what it is that you enjoy doing, think back to when you were a child or when you were in college or wherever it was, there was something that you enjoyed doing. And I, I really love your, your analogy of even about picking up trash because there's a group of women out in California and, you know, they were trying to enjoy the beach, and they looked at all the trash, and so they actually made it very fun and very chic. They get together a couple times a month, and it's grown into a big social media thing where they post pictures, and it's sexy to pick up trash. But guess what they 're building friendships they 're building fellowship. They take pictures of everything they collect when they 're done uh-huh. and And I love that you brought that up because it doesn't have to be something lofty. it doesn 't have to be like oh i 'm going to like take up ice sculpting or i'm going to take up something that seems impossible you can in locally, I was at one of the restaurants that um, is you know one of the healthier restaurants, and once a week they have a Scrabble club that meet. And I, I was watching them, you know, waiting to pick up my my food. And uh, I'm looking at them thinking, you know, it was all different ages that you couldn't, you would never have put these people together other than the fact that they had a love for Scrabble. And I thought, geez, I haven't played Scrabble in a long time. I really loved that game. It was a lot of fun, but I don't really have anybody who enjoys it. And you know, what a great idea to be able to join in a club like that and do something with other people who really enjoy it. So if your spouse doesn't enjoy doing something like that or you're like, oh, like, why would you want me to play Monopoly with you or Scrabble or whatever it is, that you can find groups out there who do have those common interests. And it's okay, and I think it's healthy to, to sort of branch off and, say, and meet new people. And you never know who really loves the same interest that you do, and and who knows? You, know, you may end up finding a, a lifelong friend. Maybe it's just you just go there and you're just doing that activity, and then you leave. But I would hope that and really uh, think that as you do that, you would find joy in the people that share in, in that hobby.
1: True. I agree. And there, there are... You know, Facebook right now. The positive aspect of Facebook is is that there are groups out there that you can find anybody who has the same interest as you. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, the downside of it is that they may you may not be able to look them in the eye. You know, the the idea about connection is is being able to be face to face with people, to actually mm-hmm. um, have them in your presence, feel their presence, and have them feel yours. Um, it, it's it's it's. Facebook is great at getting people from all over the world to to connect with each other uh, in a very superficial way, and it's it's nice nicer to be able to connect with people like Scrabble. Scrabble, you get together and or Monopoly or whatever you get together and have a game night with people. Um, that uh, this year we're having our annual uh, uh, crab feed uh, a week from this Sunday, which is now grown to twenty people. Um, we're, uh, we get, we get a, we get a bunch of, we get a 30 pound box of, of uh, snow crab, uh, from Sandy's restaurant and we invite people over. We put paper all over everything, brown paper all over all the tables and the counter and everything. And, and we just basically put the, put the crab on the table. You pick the crab, you put all your shells on the brown paper. You don't have to put them on a plate. Um, you make a big mess. And then we just ball everything up and put it in a big plastic bag. At the end of the night, <laughs> That's so everybody fun. can be messy and have a good time, and it's fun. We we share great wines and and cocktails in some cases. We we talk about everything under the sun. It's a very diverse group of people, and uh, just couples that. You know, people look forward to it every single year. I even have a sh- friend of mine who's a chef. He says I wouldn't miss this for the world. He says even if oh, he said literally, sense. even if I was dead, I'd come back from the dead just to come to this. <laughs> come to <laughs> event. Yeah, but he's and he's a great chef, and he says I just love coming because I don't have to worry about cooking. I, I can I can enjoy. He loves the fellowship. He loves the fellowship of, of people. So it's it's something that you can create. You can create anything. Um, we just meet people from all over, and we say, hey, why don't you come? Hey, why don't you come? And over the years, it's gone from eight people to 20. Um, we're going to outgrow the house here in just a little bit. Um, I think that's about our limit. However, it's fun, and it involves it involves um, people who have a, a similar interest, quite superficial. It's eating. You can do a lot of different things. They enjoy wine. Mm-hmm. They enjoy The food, we enjoy uh, conversation, talking about where we've been, where we're going, what's going on, and all the positive things in life. Nobody brings woes and things to these kinds of events. Um, And uh, if I could wave a magic wand and enable everybody listening and the people who, as an extension of those people, would be listening, uh, have them be able to, to just focus on... The positive in their life, the things that are working, instead of the things that aren't. I would, because mm-hmm. what you focus on is key to everything else. Your thinking creates your way of being, and it's an interesting conundrum. However, you always have to be connected with what you're thinking, because as Carol and the, and, uh, the teachers say, your law of attraction is always at work, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 the nuance of it that uh, that works and i interestingly enough i was just talking with Carol, but i was thinking about it when i play golf it's so true in every moment of every game you play if you're if you're if you're on a tennis court and you're playing uh, uh, an opponent every thought you have has to be connected to your success to successfully um playing your game in other words positive thoughts about what you can do, positive thoughts about your stroke, about being able to, about being in the moment, being focused. It's, it's in order to be successful, you have to be in the moment. You have to be present with no distractions. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of distractions. That's all we have in the world are distractions. Everything's a distraction. You know, the, the, the devices. It's why I don't have an Apple Watch. I don't want one. As handy you know, as Andy,
0: I they may be, I, I don't want one.
1: I don't want something on my wrist that's buzzing and telling me that somebody's trying to get a hold of me. Uh, I get a number of calls from people that are uh, solicitations, and I, I would not want that being on my wrist. And, and people, I don't access is something that I grew up. I know, and I know you did too. People didn't have such immediate access to you. Right. It's becoming it's becoming right. an issue. How do you focus on something if you have people have immediate access? And I've played golf with people during the daytime when it should have you know, it was business and they get a business call. And you're like, wait a minute, um are we focusing on the game here or are you focusing on business? Yeah. Um, it's very challenging. It's very, very
0: yeah, challenging Yeah, I mean it becomes like Pavlov's dog, you hear the ring and you think you need to to respond right away. And it wasn't like that before you had an answering machine or, you know, people, if there, if there was, they didn't have an answering machine, you just had to call back when it was convenient. And yeah. it just was the way that it was. And, you know, when you, when you sent me the information on that, the nature medicine study, and I, I didn't realize how large it was. It was like 90,000 people yeah. that they studied from all over the world. And I right. found it, so fascinating because they looked at all different types of things and how a hobby could really impact um you know not just um near mortality but other things and, and and dimension, whatever else it was, but you know that these people that had a hobby and it was all different types of things, it really improved their happiness and their quality of life. And, and I do believe that a lot of it is connection. I mean, I have a, a good friend that loves to dance, and she had um, her her partner decided he would take up. He would, he wasn't a good dancer, and he went to take lessons. And it was interesting because. <laughs> When he surprised her, she, her reaction was, "Well, you know, these are my other friends," and and I said, "Well, no, it's really sweet that he wanted to do that for you." And she said, "But this is my time," and I thought I thought about that. I thought, "What what does that mean to have your time?" But I can understand. Like, there's something that's nurturing. Um, and just the freedom of just being in, in that space where she can be a, a different person or whatever it is that, uh, she, she just loves it. And, and she has invited him to, to join her on occasion. But I do understand sometimes it's okay to, I think when we get into these relationships that sometimes we, it's difficult to sort of say, well, I'm kind of interested in that. Maybe I could, Go listen to that lecture. And I think of all of the lectures that I, over the years, that would never have been in, of interest to my partner, um, but listening to Edwin O. Wilson about ants and how they function, and they are going to see the guy who built the Segway and just listen. I mean, to me, that was, like, just amazing. Like, He's an amazing guy. And, yeah, he is. He was an amazing guy. Yeah, and you know, for, but that—that's what stimulates me. That's you know, he—you know, he just—you have to find what it is that you enjoy. Right.
1: You know, but I'm glad built. you brought up the the the, the concept of relationships and in, in in all of this. It's one of the pe- one of the things that I always just Glenn Brooks and I used to have this this sort of this tug of war.
0: Um, I mental. had the same tug of war with him. so Please <laughs> it's, a tug of war. it's a tug
1: of war about it was a tug of war about uh, about relationships and how, um, in 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 my view, um, we are we are two separates coming together to share life. His mm-hmm. view was the two separate ought to become the we, you know. And I'm like, right. no, no, no. If you become the we then you have to give up part of yourself. Which part, which part do you give up? And will you regret giving up that part of yourself? And I know people who've actually done that. They've, they've become the we because that's what they were told. You, you have to give up, you know, you give up this thing you really like to do something now that you can both do, or, you know, that person will feel a little left out and, you know, this is what you need to do. And they're going like, but they've done that. And then 10, 15 years later, they regret doing it. And I'm like, Right, yeah, well, you don't want to live in a world of regret, and I don't believe any partner should make a make uh in a relationship should make their other partner their significant other say no, I don't want you to do that you know you're you're great at ice skating, and I'm not, so I don't want you to ice skate you know because I can't do it very well. you know let's find something we can both do and guess what there's going to be very few things that you're going to be able to do well together, you know even my right. I'm a different. I approach golf differently than my my girlfriend, although she does play i'm I'm into the nuances of it the mental game of it and and everything she's not i don't i don't expect her to do that and if I attempt to control her uh her the way she plays the way she thinks and the way, it's gonna be very boring for her it's going to be this dominating kind of uh, a domineering she kind of thing over her while she's playing. I don't want to make it, I want her to just enjoy herself. I, I don't really care, you know, if you keep score or you don't keep score. I just want you to come out here and enjoy yourself, enjoy the outdoors. Let's do something together. We travel, we go play golf in different places. And I've had people tell me, yeah, you know, I, I wish my wife played golf. And what that leads me to believe is that their partner is making them feel guilty for, for going out and doing something they enjoy. Right? right So they want them to come out there too, so they can do more of what they like. And it creates a really crazy dynamic. I'm like, you know, relationships are, are best. When what people bring to the relationship is a, self, a sense of satisfaction, self-satisfaction, a sense of, uh, a positive sense of self and purpose in life,
0: Absolutely. and
1: uh, a happiness and a joy for living because they're doing something that makes them feel that way, right? I want, I want those people to come together. And, you know, if, if, if both of them go separately off in their own directions for a few hours a week or, you know, an hour a day or whatever it is, one goes and plays tennis and has a great time. The other one goes and plays golf. They come back together. They both feel good about themselves, great about life. They enjoyed themselves. They can have a conversation about how things went. But what most importantly... They're doing is they're bringing together positivity, positive energy, into the Mm -hmm. relationship, and that's going to sustain the relationship for a very long time. Versus, you know, I don't want you to go play tennis; you play too long, you know. And and I don't want you to go play golf because it takes four hours, and I'm bored, and I don't have anything to do, and you know, you're always there. I mean, like, wait a minute, hold on a second. (laughs) What do you like to do? If you if you turn around and give up, if you give up what you love. Give up something that brings you joy and, and fun and, and fulfillment and, and makes you feel happy in life. Eventually, it's going to wear on you because you, you're going to ask yourself, um, why am I denying myself this thing for this? Right? You become resentful against the other person for actually taking away a part of you. And if the relationship doesn't work out, where are you? What what role did that play in the relationship not working out? It's better to be an independent person. This is where Glenn and I disagreed a lot. It's better to be an individual, pursuing your life, your soul's intentions, and come together and share a life together and create things that you like that that you um, can enjoy with your partner, but you don't give up those things that you that that make you feel good about life that make life worth living for you that help you fall in love and continually fall in love with your 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 existence as uh, the young lady said you know fall in love with your existence i love that i love that line i really really do um haven't heard mm-hmm. it before and it's very original and i mm-hmm. think that that's a great that's a great magnet for the refrigerator well yeah, in with your crazy existence. Magnet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people doing what they don't like to do, things they don't like
0: mm-hmm. to do. Um, oh, I couldn't agree so we, more, Michael. Yeah, and I think that you know when you you meet somebody and you know it's like you even you have a chemistry or whatever else that kind of across the pike, but at some point, I don't know, you know, they, they, I love, somebody posted the the acronym for fear, Fear you know, just appearing real, and I think that that's where people go, is into that fear, well, maybe they won't like me, or, oh, no, they'll break up with me if I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it, you know, and I, I was at a college, the the young man that I dated loved frisbee golf. So I took up frisbee golf and I was, I couldn't throw as far and it was fun for me, but sometimes it, it, you know, I could, I couldn't keep up the same way that they, they did. And so, and then he loved to climb. So I took up climbing and I really liked climbing. It was a very, it's a solitary thing that I could, I saw improvement and I never had that upper body strength and I was able to do pull myself over overhangs and things like that. And so that was, you know, there was a lot of different things, but there, there were things that I enjoyed doing, you know, that I needed to keep, for my own sanity that if I wasn't doing them um, and, and I think that that's where when you talk about relational with the we, that you, you know, you're afraid that this we isn't going to exist if you don't like all the same things. And, when the person starts to date you, and they're interested in you because of your interest too, and I think some people forget about that. <laughs> and I mean, it, how boring is it to date yourself? That you <laughs> you want to just or be in in a marriage with yourself, where you all you like everything the same. I mean, it's it's possible. And and Glenn and I used to say that I'll, I used to say that to him too. I'm like you need and, and and it was a it was a big. And maybe it's because that's why you're my muse, Michael, because we are so much alike that we do understand the importance of developing who we are and impacting and impacting ourselves and adding joy to our our own lives. And it doesn't mean that just because you're, it's not a narcissistic thing uh, to want to do what you love and to keep your own values. And I think, not compromising and and never compromising. And this whole year I think has been uh one of the themes has been about integrity. So doing what you're you're being uh honoring who you are and and do not compromise that for any person or any job or anybody that uh you do not you just honor who you are. And I think that that's really truly how you become happier and I think that as you you own and discover who you are that that's how we we do stay young and and you find different things that you're like wow I never knew about this before and you 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 start to tackle it or investigate it and my aunt when she my great aunt Edna who passed at 100 uh, when she was 87 started to learn about pie and Everybody was like, oh, you know, you sweet old lady who's interested in pie. Well, it wasn't the pie that you were baking. It was the pie, uh, like 3.14. And she just was fascinated by it. You know, she had been a teacher in a one-room schoolhouse, and, you know, she her husband had passed, and she lived on a ranch all by herself and took care of kittens and cats so that people would drop off and did all these things, but she just had a passion for this. And she said, you know, what's interesting as she aged, she said she started finding people. She, she hung out with a lot of young people because they kept her young because they were interested in some of the topics that she was interested in. And, and you know, it, was, it was an unusual hobby. I don't know if there's a pie club <laughs> around that you can join or maybe even a Facebook page that, that talks about it. But uh, I just always thought that that was so, so wonderful that that was something that she really uh, had discovered at, at age 87 and enjoyed it until, you know, she took her last breath, so.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, we were talking about the fact that, uh, if I want to go back to the, to the gentleman who was uh, looking to defy the aging process, I've learned that there's no silver bullet. <laughs> sure. You know, there's no silver bullet. There's no silver bullet that's going to keep you from aging. You know, um, it, it's just, it's, it's not. It's a combination of different things. What you decide not to eat, in many cases, is more important than what you do eat. By the way, this gentleman was taking 100-plus different supplements, he walked in. Wow, he had storeroom. Storeroom. He was walked into a storeroom that he had, and he showed it. He says, "I, I take over a hundred supplements a day, and in this storeroom is a year's supply of each." And I'm like, "Wow, that's a lot of supplements." Um, he, <laughs> that's was going, a lot he was supplements. going. Talking about somebody who 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 had ingested every piece of different information and adapted it into his own life. That's all well and good, and, hey, I'm not slighting the gentleman for for doing that. I'm simply saying that, again, there's no silver bullet. You could do all of that. And, by the way, you go to blue zones where people live to be 100.
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, not even that is a silver bullet. You know why? Because the one thing about those blue zones that they have in common is that, number one, there's great air quality. They don't have the stress of having to... Leave to go to to drive an hour to work every day. They they're in areas where the weather is, you know, it it, it could be very hot in the summer, but it's cooler or colder in the winter. Um, there's that there's that disparity of of uh, uh, that difference uh, of between you know temperature changes. Uh, they uh, get out and they move every day. Mm-hmm. They're still working. They're still applying their minds. To what they do, they have a sense of connection in the community, and I mean, there's a lot of different things. None of them are sitting around with 100 supplements, you know, doing all these (laughs) things, you know, to keep their organs, um, you know, it's just it's just crazy, right? So I mean, I had tell you a little story. My my first wife, her, her grandfather, he was 83 years of age, healthy, awesome, and. He works in the garden every day. He had a magnificent garden, and used to share the vegetables and things. He had a great-looking house. And one day, he was out for his walk because he walked every day. He tripped over a little rise in a sidewalk. He fell down, and he fractured his collarbone. Oh, my. He was dead in two weeks. Oh from goodness. the fact that he had cancer in his bone marrow. The bone, oh you, you can have marrow cancer and not, you know, it never impacts the rest of your body because it's, it's, it's sealed within your bone marrow. And his autopsy was pretty amazing. The, the autopsy came back and he said, this gentleman, the doctor had said, if he hadn't fallen and fractured his collarbone, and released the cancer. He, no telling how long he would have lived. He had the he had the organs of a twenty year old. This is what the doctor
0: wow. said.
1: He had the organs, of, and this is a man, by the way, who smoked for forty years. Hmm. So his, you know, you would say, can can organs regenerate? Oh yeah. If you start doing the right things, he was eating fresh foods that he grew. He had this little concoction that he made every day. That he took a teaspoon of. That he never told anybody the recipe for. We called it. He called it his elixir of life. Um, and but he walked every day, and he had a smile on his face. He had mm-hmm. he had a, a one one McDonald's burger and fries a week.
0: Wow! Didn't didn't <laughs> drink
1: excessively. like <laughs> he like he, he cheap yeah. beer. I mean, there's no silver bullet. I mean, there is no. None. There isn't.
0: No, there's you know,
1: is not. <laughs> we can just hope to be happy in the moment. And let that bleed into every area of our lives. And, you know, I've always said, frame your life around all the things that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. As many things as possible that bring you joy, make you happy, put a smile on your face, make you laugh. As many things as possible. If you had the choice between doing that and exposing yourself to crime, death, killing, drama, and all those other things out there that, that don't put a smile on your face, which one would you do? Most people would choose the first, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. However, that's not true because every day you turn on the news, you watch reality TV, you, um, you, you, you put yourself in positions in terms of employment that you don't like, it's for the money. It pays well. You make decisions that are counter to those things that make you feel good and make life worth living. Right. I'm, I see it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right? I have seen people out here on the golf course just frustrating the heck out of themselves. They're, they're angry. They're ticked off. They're about to break their clubs. And I'm like, why are you doing all that? You know, yeah, right. they're
0: not this. even enjoying it for sure. Yeah, they're not enjoying it, it's sure. partly because
1: <laughs> You're right. it's, it's, it's what they do in life. I, it's what they do with everything. yeah.
0: I know. I see people that run sometimes, and they look so pained when they're running. There's no smile on their face, mm-hmm. and, and I just I can't even I can't even fathom that. Uh, you know, when I would see, I think, you know, for me, the it's fall here in the on the east coast, so the colors are changing, and I, I my one dog. The other day, she's a big German mm-hmm. shepherd. And it, it, it's hard to dry her. But I thought, okay, we'll, we'll walk down the block. And then we walked around. And then I thought, she still wasn't dry. I'm like, let's go take a walk in the park. And it was so nice to be around the, the leaves and the changing colors and all the things. I don't think I had didn't take a smile off my face the rest of the night after having that just peaceful experience. I didn't have my phone with me uh, which was great. Nobody could call me. I was just, it was just her and I. And I think I, I walked her. She looked at me when we got to the house. She's like, I really have to go up these stairs now? How far did you walk me? And it was just, I, I was just enjoying the day. And, uh, and I think that's what it is. It's about figuring out what works for you and makes you feel good. And I think you know, when yeah. you, its and even having the courage to try something new, Um, we do get into a routine. And so, like you said, instead of turning on the television and putting on the show, maybe put on some you know, one of the, the music shows like The Voice that you haven't watched or comedy or something different that would be out of your normal um, comfort zone, I guess, or just turn the TV off and, and do something else, whether it's drawing or you know, cooking together or whatever it is. I think that that's it's an it's an important thing to, and we don't really we do have these comfort zones that we kind of you know we have and i, I kind of laugh it's like i think back to the movie fight club where the the main character, uh, Ed Norton, he, I don't remember his name in the thing, but, you know, he got on the plane and he talked about this single-serving life he had. And he talked how everything was compartmentalized and he went into his, like, like Ikea apartment and everything was the same until he got into the Fight club. Now, I'm not saying everybody should join Fight club, but it was just about getting out of your comfort zone and trying yeah. something different. Yeah.
1: That's, that is so true. Getting out of your comfort zone can be exhilarating, and as I tell uh, most people on my podcast and and uh, in live talks, is that it's all about the perception of what that you develop about what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. all about where your head is at, right? Where where your head is. If you go into if you take up golf with the uh, with the mindset. That it's going to be hard, tough, difficult, frustrating before you uh, can enjoy the game. I wouldn't bother. The right. joy is in the journey. Make the make the journey the joy. You know that's really what you have to do. And laugh at yourself when you make mistakes. And figure out how to how to do it better. That's right. what I do I, all day long. I, I go. I, I'll play for four hours, or three hours, or two and a half hours. How long, long it takes me. To play, and I don't know how I'm going to play when I get on the first tee. I have no clue. Just because nice. I shot a great score last time doesn't mean I'm going to repeat the process. It's still there's nothing there's no given, and oh, I, I literally yeah uh, a couple weeks ago I went out it was about well I went to Turkey since then so let's say about eight weeks ago I went out I I had shot an incredible round of golf and then on uh, on Sunday and then on Friday I went out to play with some people and the 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 front side of the of the course was was great and on the back side it deteriorated to the point where I shot a score I hadn't shot in at least 5 years nothing went right <laughs> it's like I'm like no matter what I did I just couldn't fix it so I just laughed at it and said gosh dang I don't know what's going on now but you know I don't know that's just I'm I'm just today's not the day you know maybe I Right, and then I went out on uh, two days later and shot an amazing score again. That's the way life is. You you laugh at your foibles, and mm-hmm. you because you have to minimize them. We know now, uh, based on what the, the teachers were saying, uh, Carol Collins, that what we want to do is put is put the least amount of negativity, negative feelings, into an event as possible. The least amount of negative feelings. Quickly pivot, quickly pivot. Whatever alchemy you need to use, pivot out of the negative into the positive as quickly as possible. And the best thing to do, uh, for me is just to laugh. Laugh about it. Oh gosh. Oh, absolutely. No, just, laugh yeah, it. just laugh. Just laugh about it. And 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 let it go. Nothing is so serious that it requires uh, all the all the negativity and, and in full investment, full on investment of negative emotions and feelings it's not nothing you know and um, to people out there who have uh, young people out there who grew up in nothing but the digital era this is going to be the greatest challenge this is going Mm -hmm. to be the greatest challenge because there's so many outside forces that are uh, influential in, in your life and that you deem important because it's Coming from a digital realm, you automatically think it's important. If somebody puts a video up and, and says something, you think that it's the gospel, that it's, you know, that's the way it is in life. Um, and if people uh, you know start saying things because of one feeling or another, it's just someone's opinion. The fact that they amplified it in social media doesn't make it true. Absolutely. And it doesn't deserve a bigger demonstration of emotion, negative emotion. It Doesn't at all. And I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's going to be the the greatest challenge going forward. They've already talked about how social media is is uh, designed to be addictive. Uh, how people who who get into it find themselves find it very very challenging to leave it because it is so addictive um, and because it gives you that quick hit. If you get a positive like or something on what you did, it, it's that dopamine hit, right? So it's, uh, we have to get back to basics, like maybe perhaps when we grew up, which is yeah. seeing people face-to-face, connecting with people face-to-face, moving every day in one way or another, get, a, get together and, with some people in a neighborhood and walk. In the evening, if not in the morning, we have after dinner, let's, have, let's get together and take a walk for half an hour down around the block and wherever. Or we'll meet in the park mm-hmm. and we'll walk around the park for half an hour. And instead of watching television, let's get out and move.
0: We'll yeah. talk. Yeah. We'll connect. F- mm-hmm. Yeah, my one friend has sort of created a nice community space and they do a a drum circle once a week and they have somebody that tends the fire and, and they, and the people that have drums bring lots of extras so people can participate and, and I watch when people come to the circle. It's designed for everyone who wants to participate to participate. And you see somebody who's never hit a drum before and then there's like that trepidation and it's like, well, am I going to be with the beat or I'm not with the beat? But it doesn't really matter because it's a community thing. And I think that that's really what we're, you know, when Michael Tellinger talks about one small town and us coming back into these communities where you connect with people. And I love that you guys do this thing with the crabs because it it's creating a sense of community. Yeah, you could, you could, you and Sandy could have just a couple of people over and, and just do the same thing. But when you're extending it out and it grows and it grows and geez and people look forward to it, like, are you still doing that next year? How wonderful, how wonderful yeah. to be able to create that fellowship in that community. And it does bring you joy. And I do, you know, at, and at any age, you can do something like that. It sure. doesn't matter. And and, yeah. and it, there is no, you know, the you could invite children to it. You could you know, have elderly people. It's something that brings happiness and joy to everybody. And I think that's what it is. It's about engaging. And, yeah. Connecting Agreed. and mm-hmm. and the rest
1: was a of us followed. a friend of ours, not to interrupt you, but a friend of ours had uh, uh, just a, pre- um, uh, a prompt to happy hour. She just said, "I'm having happy hour at five. Come on over." And nice. People, a lot of people showed up, and it was it was just fun to sit and talk with people about what they were doing, what they were engaged in, how how they were enjoying life, and uh, for for a couple of hours. You know, for, she happened, she said, you want to bring some more durs? Bring some more durs. And so we all got together and we shared things. Um, it, it, you know, we used to do that sort of thing during COVID lockdowns and stuff. People used to do a happy hour on Zoom. We did
0: that.
1: Uh, now it's time to do in
0: person. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much funner in person. It you is, know, to engage with people in that. Yeah, oh, no. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How are we doing on no time? I have no clue. Uh, we have about three minutes. Do you want to? You can wrap up the show if you want. Oh or, geez, uh,
1: certainly. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm just a blabbing ball of gas today. Just kidding. Okay, so no, when, not, when at, you, all. You know, not at all. Yeah, when you look at when when you look at um, it, fascinates me. It fascinates me the the the, the human experience. Um, when I think about the fact that we're all, you know. Vibrational beings, non-physical vibrational beings in human form, in a physical form, uh, it brings new meaning to, to, uh, to what we're doing here. We're experiencing life. We're experiencing life. That's what we're doing. And mm-hmm. we're doing it in a way that is, is it, it, it evokes feelings and emotions. It, it, it requires thought. It requires us to be present in, in our lives, instead of being on autopilot.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, the one thing that I have managed to do in the past 30 years is, plus, in most of my life, is to um, not be an autopilot. You know, it's it, 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 it's not saying that you're not you don't get an autopilot every once in a while, and you know you have to pull yourself away from it. you have to recognize what's going on and go wait 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 am I living or am i just going through the motions? Um, we want to live. We want to live Absolutely. a life and experience uh, an experiential life where we 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 try different things and we we fail and when we fail we uh, make an assessment as to perhaps why we failed examine whether or not it's something we want to do is it is it something that's healthy for us whatever it may be um i mean i like rock climbing too to a point but i'm not gonna you know climb um el capitan you know <laughs> so, right I mean, you know i'm sure. not gonna i'm not i'm not into climbing everest but i i might like climbing a little out you know sierra hill or something you know, a little it, it's it's never gonna tell the bottom line is that it, it's kind of like travel with me. I, I love travel. I love to go places and it's not so much for the place as much as who I'll meet. Right. And uh, I met a nice couple from from Panama, Panama City, Panama. He's a baker and she's a uh, she's a teacher. And it's just it's amazing to just sit and talk with people. You meet, you know, you exchange information and maybe you connect up in another, you know, Every couple of months you connect to see how each other's doing. And if you get a chance to, to get to their area, you can have a meal together, share, share uh, some wine, relax, um, and, and talk about life. That is the beauty of it. It's that, to me, that's why I travel mm-hmm. because I meet, I meet so many people. So being locked up in your house with your TV <laughs> is not healthy technically if you're not connecting with people in real life. And we as human souls were meant to connect. So that's what we have to strive to do in order to, uh, stay young, stay healthy Mm -hmm. mentally and physically is to connect with people, figure out a way to do it. If you're not doing it now, uh, listeners are here on PR and FM, figure out a way to, uh, to, to examine your hobbies and go out and, Pick them up again. Participate in them. Find new ones. Discover. Be curious.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. And fall in love with your existence. I, mean, hey, I love that. That's... Yes.
1: Fall in love with your existence.
0: Yeah. Fall in love with your existence. <laughs> I'm
1: going to write that one down big time. <laughs>
0: i know on a t-shirt for sure uh well thank you michael and thank you everybody for joining us uh, until next time abundant blessings to you always and so grateful to connect with you michael here on connect love it's just it's been delightful as usual so thank thank you you all till next time